Hey there, everyone. Happy holidays and welcome to Random Song Encounters once again. This week, we're welcoming in our first annual seasonal celebration show. Uh, we're right smack in the heart of the seasons. Uh, having just finished off Hanukkah and Christmas. Uh, I think we're currently in the middle of the Kwanzaa celebration and we're barreling out of control toward the end of 2023 and into the new year 2024 next week which will be our episode 23. Uh, we're calling this episode Going Mobile as we continue on our holiday journey this week. We're coming to you from Sedona, Arizona in the mobile unit. We've got a great show in store for you with a special surprise as I promised last week in segment one. Um, you're going to know it when you hear it for sure. Again, we're not doing a your typical holiday show where we're going to do a bunch of Christmas related music. We're doing our usual thing, but we do have this one special surprise wrapped around the holiday <laughs> spirit. So uh, I hope you enjoy it when you catch it. Uh, I always get to have fun with it. Uh, in any case, let's kick this podcast in gear and start off uh, with a tune from the Wayback Machine. Catch you on the backside.
Indeed, who's laughing now? End of segment one. As we continue on our mobile journey, hanging out around the campfire, <laughs> having a little cocktail, some s'mores, wrapped up in a blanket, or whatever. 
Uh, segment one in the books, and uh, let's go back to the beginning. See where we started there. Uh, of course, it was the Four Seasons out of New Jersey and their song Let's Hang On uh, off their, well, this was actually a non-album single in night from 1965. Uh, Four Seasons are have uh, started out in the early 60s under the name of the Four Lovers. Um, you, one of those voices again, we talk about this a lot, you know, you immediately recognize the voice uh, of the, the front man of the group. In this case, it's Frankie Valli. Um, in 1960, um, they were having all kinds of troubles, lots of personnel changes, failed attempts to get auditions, uh, going round and round and round, still trying to make it in the business. Um, and in 1960, they ended up trying to get a gig at a New Jersey bowling establishment and again failed the auditioned and so they were out of gig there uh but you know what they decided they need to make make a change and it was a monumental change as it turned out for them um they started out with a name change got rid of the four lovers and as it turned out they took the name of the bowling alley where they had auditioned it had just happened to be called four seasons lanes and so they became the Four Seasons. And after that, uh, they fell into a record deal, started pumping out the singles, and from 1962 to 1964, before the British invasion, you know, changed the world forever, uh, the Beach Boys were the only band to match the Four Seasons in record sales in that three-year period. So just a phenomenal uh, record uh, back in those days of hit after hit after hit. Um, the, this particular song, Let's Hang On, is, is, is kind of cha changed uh, the way they had recorded. They added some new devices to the recording process for this particular tune. They incorporated the use of fuzz disc guitars, you know, those, uh, you know, the little distortion and fuzz to, to the guitar music, uh, the falsetto chorus, uh, and of course, the, you can hear in the, the backing voice uh, vocals in this particular track, uh, given a point counterpoint to the lead vo with the lead vocal, uh, which makes it kind of for a kind of fun track to listen to. But um, uh, the band essentially uh, finally broke up in 1977. But they've been touring and touring and touring. Uh, they put out a couple records with different versions. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Turing version is, is all new members with the exception of Frankie Valli, who continues to tour uh, in the name of Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons. So there you have it. After that, we came back to 1972 and the song Hanging Around with from the Edgar Winter Group. Out of, uh, well, Edgar started out in Texas. I think the band got together in New York City in 1972. Uh, this is off their album, They Only Come Out at Night. Of course, big hits off there. Frankenstein, um, uh, it was their debut LP as the Edgar Winter Group. Uh, Edgar had been doing a bunch of stuff prior to this. Uh, of course, he's got a famous brother, uh, Johnny Winter, who was uh, big in the blues. But uh, in this particular case, Edgar decided to put a band together, and, and he wanted to make a, a rock record. 
And so he went and got together with a guy named Dan Hartman, Ronnie Montrose, guitarist extraordinaire, and Chuck Griff to form this Edgar Winter group. Uh, they ended up releasing three LPs from 1972 to 75. Uh, Dan Hartman uh, is, is and was, well, was a child prodigy, uh, of course. Uh, he's a vocalist, a multi-instrumentalist, songwriter, um, you know, did it all. Uh, he actually co-wrote six of the ten songs on, on this particular album, including this one. Uh, Monty, Ronnie Montrose, I talked about, you know, fantastic guitar player. Uh, he had been working in kind of jazz, blues kind of field with Van Morrison and Boz Skaggs and had never really been a rock guitarist, so uh, Edgar encouraged him, encouraged him to join the band and, and, you know, learn the rock guitar licks and go with it. And it changed his career for the, for the better and ever uh, as well. Uh, after leaving uh, the Edgar Winter Group, started his own band called Montrose, who you may have heard of, and another band after that called Gamma, but uh, had a lot of big hits. Uh, Montrose included, uh, you know, just a, a few hits and, and a few great albums, but, uh, you know, just a great, great guitar player in his own right. Uh, sadly, though, uh, two of the members of the group here, Dan Hartman and Ronnie Montrose, have since passed away, so uh, uh, sorry to hear that, and, and we surely miss them. them. Um, after that, we had our surprise holiday track for this uh, episode, and it's the great track, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, by Joseph Spence, out of the Bahamas. This is my favorite, favorite holiday uh, version of this song and, and maybe my favorite holiday song <laughs> forever it's just it just cracks me up uh, it's off his 1980 LP living in the hallelujah side his fourth LP uh, you know this is Joseph is is a well-known artist this isn't a joke thing you know it sounds funny and, and the track is just hilarious to me but he's uh, well known for his vocalizations and is, is humming while playing the guitar, which you hear a lot of on this, this particular track because I think, uh, obviously, he was playing it live, but, uh, and obviously, uh, he had no idea what the lyrics to Santa Claus was, is coming to town were, was, so he kind of he kind of faked it. Uh, his earliest recordings, though, date back to the late 50s when he was recording music uh, of the Bahamas. Uh, and, you know, Talking about influence, he's been said to have influenced the Grateful Dead and Taj Mahal, among others, with his calypso and blues and folk music styles. Uh, of course, as I mentioned, this is this is a truly unique holiday classic version of that track, and uh, you know it's 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 the perf you know a performance of the ages. In my estimation, uh, it was also included. If, if you know Doctor Demento from the old, uh, you know, L.A. days uh, in the Doctor Demento show, he included uh, this particular track on his Holidays in Dementia collection. Uh, sadly, uh, Joseph is no longer with us. He passed away in 1984 at the ripe old age of 73. And uh, you know what? Uh, but he left her behind this track uh, that I'll uh, cherish forever. After that. Back to uh, the rock 
1995 with the Red Hot Chili Peppers out of L.A. And the song My Friends off their sixth LP, One Hot Minute. Uh, the band formed in 1982, and they hold records uh, on the Billboard alternative charts for most number one singles, most cumulative weeks at number one, and the most top ten songs in that alternative chart. Uh, the original band back in 82 included Anthony Kiedis, Flea, Hillel Slovak, and Jack Irons. Uh, they were all classmates at Fairfax High in L.A. And just a little tidbit, my wife uh, actually went to school with these guys, and, uh, you know, uh, I don't know that, that they were friends, but they knew of each other, and uh, I think my wife actually had a double date where... Uh, Anthony Kiedis was participating in, in as one of the, not her date, but somebody else's date. But in any case, you know, there you go. A lot of uh, actors, actresses, and, and uh, musicians have come out of Fairfax High in the day. Uh, Hillel Slovak actually passed away of a drug overdose in 1988, and Jack Irons left. Uh, so, uh, in turn, new members and the core group, uh, uh, the current core group, and, and then the core group back in that day of uh, joined the band of John Frusciante and Chad Smith. Uh, this particular album, though, is the only one uh, with Dave Navarro as the lead guitarist. Uh, Dave Navarro, of course, from Jane's Addiction fame, and um, he had left, or Jane's Addiction had split up at that point in time. Dave Navarro was doing some other stuff, and uh, Chili Peppers talked him into joining their band, and, but he only participated in those, this one album. John Frusciante had left the group uh, after their prior album uh, and you know, just had issues with um, you know, all kinds of issues going on. He got into some drugs, drug stuff, and, uh, uh, you know, but later on has since returned to the group as of, I think, 2019. And, Group is going strong, still going strong, and still putting out new music. Uh, actually, saw them like last year uh, in concert, and uh, still put on a great show. And they're still out there touring. As a matter of fact, I don't think their tour has ended uh, just yet. After that, to close out segment one, we heard from a new band out of Minnesota called Dury, and their song "Who's Laughing Now." It's off their 2023 LP, brand new. You know, this is brand new stuff. Uh, debut LP called Suburban Legend. They formed in 2020 during the pandemic, of course, and uh, you know they were hanging around and you know not being able to tour. They spent a lot of time at home, uh, but they got a some big big attention uh, from going viral with this song with this particular song, "Who's Laughing Now" on TikTok in 2021, and then uh, the they were able to finish the song and get it posted on Spotify. And as of January, as of you know, currently, uh, it well by January of 2022, it had over a million uh, streams on Spotify, and now it's got over four million streams on Spotify. Great little track. The band itself is a brother and sister duo, Austin and Taryn Dury, and they formed uh, the band uh, during the pandemic. I, mentioned after Austin and his wife were had moved into his parents basement apartment uh, during COVID 
uh, Austin and Taryn, the siblings, started uh, conversing about music. Austin was in a, a band that was no, you know, had broken up, and Taryn uh, was, you know, seven years younger, so she was uh, giving him feedback on ideas he would come up with uh, during that period, and, uh, you know, they started collaborating, and the band sprang up from that. So uh, uh, it's turned into a, even more of a family affair now because the Turing Band uh, now also includes Austin's wife on bass and Dane Hop on drums. So, uh, you know, great, great track uh, there from, uh, uh, from Dury. And uh, like I say, they, they just released this debut LP, Suburban Legend, just recently, and Who's Laughing Now is on that album. So check it out. Uh, really fun band they if you get a chance uh, check out the video as well on uh, youtube or or on their website uh for this this track it's a it's really fun it's kind of a uh, you know uh, throwback to when the band was being put together and their trials and tribulations of of uh of uh starting off during the pandemic so it's but it's really funny and really uh, a really great video all right there is segment one in the books it's getting a little chilly outside, so we may relocate indoors uh, as in the mobile, uh, but we're going to keep the music going and go back to the 1960s and something like Simon and Garfunkel. Check me. I am shield. 
And there you have segment two of five sweet tracks in that particular segment. Rocking and rolling there, and we're going to start where we left off with Stutter. <laughs> Don't Stutter. From Elastica out of the UK. UK. Uh, their 1995 LP, debut LP, called Elastica as well. They formed in 1992, uh, a couple of ex members from the band Suede, who you might have heard of. Uh, they were really popular back in the uh, late 80s uh, with, uh, in the UK. Uh, a couple of the members, Justine Frischman and Justin Welch, uh, departed the band and decided to start their, their own gig, and the Elastica is that result. Uh, they came into prominence right off the bat, releasing this particular track, Stutter, as a single uh, in 1993. Uh, they also released three follow-up singles that all charted in the UK. So they had four tracks uh, that were charting in the UK before they even released an album. Uh, so as a result, uh, by the time they got around to releasing an album, uh, this particular one in 1995, their debut, uh, it became the fastest selling debut in the UK at that particular time. So, uh, you know, good fortune actually uh, found them. But unfortunately, the good fortune was short lived and the band was short lived and gone by 2001 after only releasing two LPs. Um, similar to the band's <laughs> short lived history, the song itself, if you catch the lyrics, are about uh, an occasional problem of drunken male impotence uh, so go figure uh, but there you have it Strutter by Alaska uh, great man but short lived uh, prior to that we heard Going Mobile by The Who which is the namesake of this particular episode uh, of the UK of course from their 1971 huge huge album Who's Next which was their fifth LP they actually formed back in 1959 and were going by the name of the Detours. Uh, they went through a few member changes uh, before finally getting a management contract and trying, starting to settle in. Uh, uh, at that particular time, they, they sort of came to their attention that there was another group with a similar name called Johnny Devlin and the Detours. So they decided, uh, hey, we gotta we gotta change our name, make ourselves more, uh, you know, distinctive, distinctive and unique. Uh, so uh, a few of the names that supposedly they were considering were the Hair, uh, No One, and the Group, among others. Uh, but ultimately, uh, I think Roger Daltrey made the final decision of the, the of the name and chose the Who, which uh, you know is now. Uh, written in stone and in the record books. Uh, Keith, member was, Keith Moon, the drummer, was actually the last member to be recruited around 1961. Uh, this album was originally supposed to be a follow-up, another rock opera, as a follow-up to uh, Tommy, the pro rock opera that had been released uh, prior to this, but uh, turned out to be a lot of uh, issues uh, with, with this particular uh, uh, process and the rock opera uh, idea or idea was canceled for this but uh, they decided to take uh, eight of their tracks uh, 
from the rock opera as it, that was planned and to use it on this album and just you know put out a a regular LP. They added I think one only added like one other track. So eight out of the nine uh, songs were were originally intended for this rock opera. Uh, this song, in particular, uh, "Going Mobile," is one of two tracks, only one of two tracks on the album that do not feature Roger Daltrey on vocals. Uh, um, the uh, song is, of course, is about having a mobile home and being able to travel the highways at will, and you know, not having to deal with the tax man and the police and you know all those you know issues with you know living in you know unlike living in the wilderness out in a mobile home and with not a care in the world much as what we're doing here kind of starting to kind of feel like uh, uh, Cousin Eddie uh, from Clark Griswold's Cousin Eddie from the uh, vacation movies uh, by the time we get back home and, and get you know get uh, reacclimated to uh, uh, not being on the road before that uh, we heard a group out of Seattle Washington called Say Hi and their song Northwestern Girls from the 2010 LP The Wishes and the Glitch, uh, the fifth LP. Uh, this is another, so actually a solo deal, um, guy named Eric Elbigen, uh who plays all the instruments and provides all the vocals, who put this thing together. Um, it was in 2002. He, started, he grew up in the San Fernando Valley in L.A. area, um, moved to Brooklyn, and in 2002, put this uh, Say Hi uh, band together, or this idea together. Uh, it was originally called Say Hi to Your Mom. Uh, but with this particular album, the fifth LP, they decided to shorten the name, kind of to better better reflect uh, the band's actual uh, tastes uh, and evolution. So, uh, another little tidbit. He's got one album that is uh, entirely written about vampires. Not sure which one that is. I'll have to go back and check, but that's the story. Uh, any case, great tune. Uh, as he says, Northwestern Girls, you know, uh, you got to love them. Um, there must be something in the air up there. And then prior to that, we heard the Pretenders out of the U.K. and, and the U.S., uh, Tattooed Love Boys from their 1979 debut LP, also called Pretenders. Uh, they formed in 1978, uh, and Chrissy Hind uh, is, is the leader, front person, as it were, and she's actually from uh, Ohio. Uh, she had moved to uh, the UK and was working uh, for the um, uh, music magazine, the big major music magazine back in the UK called NME. Uh, they're still in business. If you haven't heard of them, check them out. Uh, they're kind of the uh, Rolling Stone magazine uh, of the UK. Uh, you know, this is one of those kind of deals where, you know, it was a, it's, a, it's a man's world or, you know, uh, and she was having all kinds of problems breaking into the music business. Um, she played in a number of bands and was highly regarded written a bunch of songs and she even taught supposedly the story is she taught Sid Vicious of the Sex Pistols uh, fame to play guitar uh, she finally finally got a break and when a music exec heard some of her demos uh, 
and uh, you know signed her up. Uh, the band was born. The band was formed, and the Pretenders were born. Uh, unfortunately, you know, five years in, after the band was formed in '78, they lost two of their main members: guitar player and and uh, bass player Pete Farndon and James Honeyman Scott, uh, who both passed away uh, re- due to drug-related overdoses. So uh, five years in, and just just hitting their stride, and uh, they were only left with Chrissy Hind and uh, Martin Chambers, the drummer. Uh, sad, sad thing, but uh, they put things back together and kept going, and and you know they've been um, you know rock solid over the years, and they're still out there uh, performing, doing great things. Um, this particular album, you know, it launched them. It was it made the band famous. Uh, the first single was produced by Nick Lowe, uh, who we talked about in prior episodes, but uh, he decided not to work with them again after he he uh, produced just the first this first track, as he thought they weren't going to go anywhere. So uh, obviously, he was another one who was totally wrong about the Pretenders, and uh, you know uh, maybe had some second thoughts about that in hindsight. But there you have it, great song. I love that track. It's one of my favorite tracks by the Pretenders, "Tattooed Love Boys." And then we started off segment two with Simon Garfunkel uh, out at NYC and their song I Am Rock from their 1966 LP Sounds of Silence was was their second LP. These guys actually have known each other since childhood. They they grew up together. They lived three blocks from each other in Queens, New York and went to all the same schools until college. Uh, They went to separate colleges. Uh, They became friends in 1953 uh, I think the story. I think the story goes. Uh, Paul Simon heard uh, and uh, Art Garfunkel singing in some kind of a, a school function, and decided, you know, hey, this is a great way to, you know, meet girls. So he wanted to <laughs> he wanted to get together with Art and, and uh, do something together and uh, meet girls. So uh, they got together. Fifty three. They formed a doo wop group. And, and where they learned to harmonize and, and kind of create, you know move forward with this kind of you know folk rock thing they were they they had been working on. Uh, they actually got a record deal when they were both 15, and went under the and originally went under the name Tom and Jerry, and and then they later changed the the name after uh, going round and round for a bit, and uh, went under the name Kane and Gar, and then they finally got a record deal, uh, as the duo. Uh, Simon and Garfunkel under the Simon Garfunkel name. The song was originally written by Paul Simon and released as a single on a solo LP of his in the UK only called the Paul Simon Songbook in 1965. They decided to re-record it uh, as a Simon and Garfunkel song and release it on this particular album. So there you have segment two in the books and we're going to move right into segment three as it's getting late in the evening and it's getting cold outside and we're going to bundle up in the mobile for the evening. But uh, before that, we're going to hear some music from Santana back in 1970. Here we go.
For a second there I thought you disappeared It rains a lot this time of year Standing
And there you have it, segment three to close out another great episode, episode 22, Going Mobile. <laughs> Let's uh, go back to the beginning. Four great tracks there to close out the show. Uh, we started off with Hope You're Feeling Better, a 1970 track by Santana. Everybody knows out of San Francisco, and they're off their second LP, Abraxas. Formed, of course, by frontman and guitarist extraordinaire Carlos Santana in 1966. Uh, they've gone through member changes galore over the years, and Carlos is actually the only constant in the band. Um, they got a, a record deal in 1968 and uh, got a big break uh, a year later with an opportunity to perform at the Woodstock Festival in 1969, and which launched their career uh, in the stratosphere, and, and they've never looked back. Um, talking about the member changes, they've, they've had some really great uh, uh, musicians and, and folks in the uh, Santana back from the beginning. It was the likes of like Neil Schoen and Greg Rowley, who, when they left the band, went on to form Journey. Uh, the great, great uh, drummer, Buddy Miles, um, another great uh, percussionist drummer, Pete Escovito, who we've talked about in prior episodes, and then uh, Cindy Blackman, who is Carlos's wife, uh, has been uh, the band's drummer for the last eight years, I think then since 2015, so uh, it turned into a family affair there. Uh, this particular album, Abraxas, was uh, his, uh, Santana's first album to reach number one in the United States. Uh, the album title itself, Abraxas, is taken from a line in the book Damien from 1919 by a guy named Herman Hess. Uh, while the cover art, which is, is, is a really great album cover, if you've never seen it, you know, check it out, look it up, check it out. Uh, it's from a 1961 painting by, a, I think it's a German artist, Mati Klarwein. Uh, uh, the painting's called The Annunciation. So there you go, uh, Santana. Uh, from there we went to 1990, and you, everybody knows Morrissey, or the voice of Morrissey uh, out of the UK. Last of the International Playboys is the track. It's a non-album single, uh, not released on any uh, studio LPs, but was released uh, afterwards as part of a uh, compilation LP called Bona Drag where he took a bunch of singles that he had put together and uh, uh, put them on that album so you can find it there if you're looking for an album version. Uh, of course everybody knows Morrissey rise to prominence as the vocalist with the band The Smiths during the 80s. Um, this particular song uh, is about a couple of twins, brothers called the Cray Twins who were gangsters in and around East London and they turned in or developed into like this celebrity like status until they were arrested in 1968. Uh, the song is kind of a, an example or sets an example of, of how the media at the time glamorized these guys and glamorizes in general violent criminals. Uh, they were, you know, swirling around in all the social circles and hanging out with celebrities and big wigs and just having a great time. And uh, then on the other side of things, they were just like heavy-duty, 
criminals, gangsters, killing people, robbing folks, and uh, but they finally got their due at the end of the day. So great tune by Morrissey. One of my favorite songs uh, by him as a solo artist, Last of the International Playboys. For after that, <clears throat> we heard uh, the song West Coast by a group, which is a guy, uh, in particular, another one of these solo artists uh, with a band name called Coconut Records out of L.A. of his 2000 LP, Nighttimey, which was uh, Coconut Records' debut LP. This is actually a solo project, again, created in 2007 by actor and musician Jason Schwartzman, who you may have heard of uh, through his acting. Uh, he's actually the son of actress, actress Talia Shire of you know Rocky and Godfather fame. So, uh, But prior to his acting, starting his acting career, he was actually uh, into music, and he was a drummer and a songwriter for a band called... Um, uh, in the 90s called Phantom Planet, who you may have heard of. They had some success in the 90s uh, and, uh, you know, worked with them and then uh, uh, left that band and kind of went off and did the acting thing for a while and came, came back with this Coconut Records project. Uh, the album itself features some guest appearances by Do Zoe Dachanel and Kirsten Dunst, to name a couple. Uh, it was originally released only as a digital download on iTunes and Jason uh, as most of these things work out when they have these uh, solo projects perform the majority of the instruments so just a it's a really cool track I, I really dug it and uh, always always liked it and thought I'd throw it in there and last but not least to close out the show we heard from the Human League out of the UK and the Lebanon it's off their 1984 LP, Hysteria, which was their fourth LP. They formed in 78 and got their band name uh, from a group in a science fiction board game called Star Force Alpha Centauri after uh, they originally were called The Future, but uh, they changed their name to Human League after this uh, board game. They must have spent a, time, a lot of time, somebody in the group must have spent a lot of time playing this, uh, this game to come up with that name. Uh, I had never heard of them myself, but yeah, maybe you, maybe some of you have. After some uh, minor success uh, as the future, and then also uh, initially turning uh, into the Human League, uh, band members started to you know argue as they do, want to do different things, uh, you know, and uh, decided to split. So two of the members uh, eventually left. And went on to form the band, the 80s, you know, big band, Heaven 17, you've probably heard of. Uh, Phil Oakley, who's the, uh, you know, the front man, singer, songwriter, decided to continue using uh, the Human League name. So, obviously, uh, band split. They still had gigs to fulfill or other commitments to fulfill. He needed to get some replacements uh, and ASAP. So he at least needed a vocalist to replace, and he, and he wanted to incorporate, he knew he wanted to add a female vocalist uh, to enlist in the band. So he started looking around, trying to find somebody to fit the, that fit the bill, uh, started visiting clubs, uh, listening to folks, and trying to find somebody he could talk into joining the group. Uh, one night he was out with his girlfriend, went to this club. As the story goes, he just randomly ran across these two girls that were dancing on the dance floor. So it turned out they were both 
17-year-old students, best friends, uh, just having a great time out and with no experience in music or dancing professionally. They were just out having a good time as kids do, you know, on the weekend or whatever it was. Uh, and out of the blue, Oakley liked what he saw and immediately asked them to join the band as dancers and incidental vocalists without, you know, with nothing else than seeing them dancing, which was kind of a, a crazy thing to do, but hey, I guess he was desperate. Uh, because of their age, he had to go ask their parents for permission uh, to join the band. Uh, luckily, he was able to get their permission on the premise that he would make sure and keep them safe. So there you have it. Obviously, that work, they're still around in the band uh, to this day. Uh, the album title, Hysteria, comes from uh, problems they encountered during the recording sessions and trying to make a, you know, a successful follow-up to their last uh, huge LP called Dare. Uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of stress and a lot of uh, trials and tribulations to get this album out, but they did it. Uh, uh, great, great album in its own right. Uh, the song The Lebanon is, is obviously based on uh, a, in a statement by the band on the Lebanese uh, Civil War in 1982 and uh, I think it was specifically had to do uh, uh, in, in part with uh, there was a uh, sovereign Shatila massacre in Beirut. Uh, so there you go, have it. Uh, although they haven't released new music since 2011, they're still out there touring uh, and still... Uh, Hanging about, you know, the 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 two uh, to the two girls and and uh, Mr. Phil are still out there making music. So there you have it. Let's move on and close this thing out. Holy moly! We blew through this week's show and. Hard to believe we've come to the end of episode 22, Going Mobile. Uh, thank you for joining us on our holiday special. And we're looking forward next week to our first show of the new year, 2024. Hard to believe it's already here. Crazy, crazy. Uh, here's hoping you can join us for the festivities as we continue our road show. And enjoy a happy, healthy, and proper, prosperous new year to every one of you out there. Time to turn time. <laughs> time to turn off the bug zapper, and crawl into the sleeping bag for the evening. Let's crack open the champagne over the holiday, over the new year, and make sure to continue and share the good stuff. See you next year. <laughs>